Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's a Miller Lite Football Friday on Sports Radio 610. Here's Payne and Pendergast. All right, Payne and Pendergast with you. Football Friday. Colts and the Texans on Sunday. You can hear that game here on Sports Radio 610. Kickoff is at noon. Seth and I have our final Texans countdown presented by Modelo of the season at 9 a.m. Clint Sterner and I on post game following the game, and it'll be, be an interesting post game. It's going to be one of those post games where. It's going to be bizarre, like literally bizarro post game. If the Texans win, I'm guessing we're going to get a lot of angry calls, unless the Bears oblige by winning a game themselves with Nathan Peterman. Um, but if, if the Bear, if the Texans somehow wind up with the number two overall pick, which means they'll have won the game against the Colts, it'll be the angriest post game show following a Texans win in the history of the team, probably. <laughs> I wonder, yeah, but what kind of anger would it be? Because you can't be angry at the the players necessarily. How like how will that anger be expressed if the if the Texans end up having the number two overall pick after? That It'll game? be a sarcastic anger, same old Texans kind of thing. Like even the Texans are botching this. You know, we just needed them to lose, and they can't even lose properly. They went and won a yeah. football game. It'll be more of a global a global angst about the Texans and it will pointing at the team saying, why did you try in this game? Cause we know. Yeah. Why they're trying. Yeah. I guess so. Like, would it be anger at Nick Casario for not putting a bunch of guys on IR or something? If, if it gets specific like that, maybe, you know, if they're pointing yeah. out, if they're blaming specific individuals, I think it'll just be more of a, probably more of a general frustration with the franchise and it will be, it's this guy's fault or that guy's fault. Yeah. It's a fair yeah. question. Um, it's funny. Um, Chicago, Chicago, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I'm trying to. I've, I've sat and I've tried to figure out some way for Nathan Peterman to be my hero this week. Um, Good luck. And uh, I, I'm not. Yeah, I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking maybe somehow they could do it defensively, but like, what the hell happened to Chicago's defense? I guess they just ultimately broke down over, uh, over, over not having any kind of support. They traded their best player at the trade deadline. They traded Roquan Smith to the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, but I mean, it shouldn't have been. They were, I guess, well, plus I think their early results were a little bit skewed by playing teams the likes of the Texans. The Houston so, Texans, yeah. There you go. So even though I know a lot of you out there are rooting for the Colts this weekend so the Texans get the number one overall pick, understandable. Not everybody, but I know a lot of you are. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't take an opportunity to conjure up some good old-fashioned hatred for Indianapolis, the Colts, the state of Indiana, whatever the case may be. And we do it each and every Friday before a Texans game in a little segment we call Five Reasons I Hate You. 
So let's do it. Five Reasons I Hate You, Indianapolis edition. Seth, this first one is very Colts-specific. My first reason that I hate the Indianapolis Colts, Jim Irsay does not know math. He doesn't, he, doesn't know how, he doesn't know how math works. Expectations are high here. Look, we're the fourth winningest franchise in the league since 2000. All right, that means in the upper quartile of winners, we're in the top quartile of that upper quartile. That's rare air. Oh, yeah. And we've earned Good enough, there. Ben. That's all we needed. And- Top quartile. We're fourth in winning percentage, which means we're in the upper quartile of the upper quartile. Yeah. Which is yeah. top two, if you yeah. do the it's, math. Uh, yeah. he, I think he was just speaking colorfully is all. That's, uh, that's what Joe sure. was doing. <laughs> no, he's, a, uh, he's an idiot. He, he really is. And you know... You know why I despise him the most, why? honestly. He's a like he's a punk rich kid who remember when he was at a game earlier, was it this season or last season? It was last season. Uh, there he wanted to be nice to he was in a away game. He wanted to be nice to the fan in front of him. So he gave this full grown adult who was at a football game and I'm guessing was just doing fine for himself financially, uh, signed this young whippersnapper, 45-year-old dude, uh, signed a $100 bill and gave it to him. Like, like what? who the hell does that? Any man, any grown man tries to give you $100 like you're a little street urchin or something, you crumple it up and you throw it in his face. And then you ask how much the whore he's there with cost, okay? <laughs> um, that's, that's not acceptable, Jimmers. Say, you clown ass. You piece of crap. You're not understanding even how actual human beings operate. Right. Disgusting. Right. Two things Jimmers say doesn't know how, op- how it operates human beings and math. In you're, the upper yeah. quartile of yeah. winners, we're in the top quartile it's, of that upper you're, quartile. But you're not. You're fourth. Here's not... $100. You can probably buy a small Coke with this or something. We, I'll get on with you. We, we, we may have we may have done this before. Do you know how old he is, Jim Irsay? One hundred and twenty-three. No, no, seriously. Like, do you know? Do you, do you know how old he is? He's like seventy. You guess seventy, Ben. What do you guess? What do you guess, Jim Irsay is? Uh, sixty-seven. He's sixty-three. That's an old. That's yeah. that is a beat up sixty-three, man. <laughs> he, yeah, that's, he's he's. I got, I said seventy figure in that like because he's a billionaire. He's maybe you know doing the best with what he's got. Yeah. But, 63. That, that's the best is that's the best of what he's got right yes I, I guess all right so what am I, hey what am i sean sean mm. we've established already if you're a billionaire you're an expert in many realms and you should uh always always listen to whatever advice that billionaire gives you yeah. on youtube that's right yeah. that's true um so that's that's number one reason number one jim ursay doesn't know math plus as seth pointed out he's he's a moron um number two and this is more about the state of indiana these people housed a sports terrorist for over two decades, and his name was Robert Montgomery Knight. Bobby Knight. They worship Bobby Knight, who appears to be a pretty terrible human being. They worship him in that state. He used to, he used to punt squirrels on his way through the quad. He did. Right? That's what they did. It was what he was known for. He, he was like everybody just kind of nobody wanted to talk about it, and it was before there were cell phone right. cameras. But he would just he would grab one of those big friendly college squirrels that you see on campuses because everybody's feeding them all the he time. He had a lot of those on our campus. Yeah, and he would just punt it, yeah. punt it as far as he could. Yep. He was always like he you have one of his student interns uh, uh, keep track of the hang time. Yes. He was always looking for a good hang time on the squirrels. He's he is a um, 
by my observation, a pretty deplorable human being. I'm sure there'll be Indiana people coming out of the woodwork saying, but no, he donated this to that and yeah. this to that. He's a Good bad chance dude. He knocked up your mama some sometime back in the day. Is yep. why. That's why you're, 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 there's a there's a good chance he's actually your real daddy instead of your bum daddy that right, you have right. in real life. You Indiana Indiana scum. That's right. That's right. That's scum. why. That's why you listener from Indiana are such a jerk because Bobby Knight is probably your dad. Yeah. Sat idly by while Bobby Knight punted squirrels all over the quad and banged your mom. Yes, exactly. His two <laughs> favorite hobbies. <laughs> um, Do you think Bobby Knight was a gentle lover? The answer is no. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't even want to go down this road. <laughs> no, <laughs> text page. I don't even want to look. <laughs> number three, number three. Um, the state of Indiana, and specifically the city of Indianapolis, they hijack shrimp cocktail as their appetizer. They're a landlocked state. They have they have no water where you would be able to get shrimp in the state of Indiana, and yet they have hijacked it through what I will admit is a fairly tasty cocktail sauce, but. How can you hijack shrimp as your appetizer of choice in a landlocked, corn-fed, flat as hell state? That's because um, because they have to because they have to import quality things into Indiana. Yeah, it's or uh, they've got a negative trade balance because uh, <laughs> whenever any one of those fat-bellied federal aid getting pieces of crap in Indiana wants something nice, they got to get it from somewhere else. From one of the other, uh, like actual, actual legitimate forty-nine states plus territories in America. Yeah, actually, this is a corollary to the shrimp cocktail one, Seth, because yeah. you know St. Elmo's is the reason why all these media people were coming out of the woodwork. But you brought this up earlier, I think, off the air when Brooks Cabina was saying he's going to be going to the combine next month. <laughs> I'm going to add this as five reasons I hate you. We'll still have two more after this. These media people coming out of the woodwork last year when it was there was a threat that. The combine could move to Dallas or L.A. or several yeah. other cities that people generally go to for touristy things <laughs> yeah. than Indianapolis. These yeah. media people coming out of the woodwork as if the top 10 memories in their lives happened at the combine in Indianapolis were nauseating. Like, they, yeah. they, And not, not because maybe they're right about it, but because they think we would care. About this it. Is why like they that, like that, it. That, that was a topic we right. thought they cared about. That we right. cared about. Yeah. They're like, oh, do you guys know uh, what's going to happen when Ian can't go to St. Elmo's anymore? This is why they like it in Indianapolis. Because there's nothing else to do in that godforsaken state. So everybody's centered in this little nucleus of an igloo of the downtown area. And a bunch of GMs and coaches go get sauced at, like, one of three different bars, and they start speaking liberally at 2 in the morning. And uh, it turns a whole lot of La Femme Nikita in there, where, uh, <laughs> where guys just start spewing off at the mouth, telling secrets about their franchises and everything. That's why the media likes it in Indianapolis. You go to... You have it in San Diego or someplace like that, and all of a sudden everything's going to be all spread about, oh, yeah. and those guys will actually have to do their jobs, right? Instead of just instead of just getting somebody drunk and slipping them a Mickey. That was yeah. That was so annoying. People, people standing on the table about the combine staying in Indy. I'm like, you're you're acting as if anybody outside of like 30 people in the city of Indianapolis care about this topic. All right, number two. But yeah, but that was the other thing. They acted like this is where this is why it's a, a pauper state. They acted, the media acted like they were being noble because you'd be taking away 
a great revenue generator for the city of Indianapolis. Like, all right, and giving it to another city in America? Right. What the wrong with you? Right. Like, how much money are they pay? How much? How much? I demand to know how much money they're slipping these media goons from the Indianapolis Chamber of Commerce. Yes, yes. How come nobody's doing that investigation? Right. ESPN? Right. No, if, the, if the combine is moving to Qatar, then you can stand on the table, you know? Yeah, Saudi yeah. Arabia. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> His college Dude, kids. Oh, the NFL would do it in a heartbeat, man. They'd, uh, they'd have so many. They'd be like, oh, boy, what are you saying? We can pay these people like 50 cents and just not let them leave the compound? All right, let's do it. Yep. All right, number two. Well, five reasons. Bags Goodell five smoking his cigar. And, yeah. Five reasons I hate you. Indianapolis edition. Number two, the Colts nearly got Andrew Luck, a Houston institution, by the way, murdered while he was the quarterback there. And they sucked the love of football from his lifeless carcass at the end. <laughs> they did. They did. He's relegated to being a damned architect now. Yeah. Architect. Is that what he is? Is that what he's doing? The lowest of all art school flunkies. <laughs> It's like podiatrists. That's the old like, yeah, like what do you what do you what do you call somebody who flunks out of medical school a dentist? Yeah. What do you call somebody who flunks out of art school? Architect. Architect. I don't know, man. It looks pretty No, hard. I know. That's that's uh that's kind of the opposite. Uh, so, architects actually have to bust their ass. They that's do a lot of work to be they an do. architect. It's the only major at Notre Dame that you have to stay five years for. Fun fact. Oh, like you're not, you, Fun you're fact not that nobody cares early. about right now. I promise you. Yeah. Well, they don't want to fuel like uh, they don't want to fuel the already booming cocaine trade in Indiana by having guys stay uh, having architect students stay up late uh, snorting the snorting the Bolivian marching That's exactly powder, why trying yeah. to get those projects in on time. Yes. Like, we got enough problems in Gary. We don't need South Bend to be uh, a drug hotbed too. That's right. That's right. Um. So Andrew Luck, you guys nearly killed Andrew Luck because of that janky. Offensive line that you put in front of him. And the fact that you employed Ryan Grigson for more than a week is egregious given what he did to Andrew Luck, the former GM. Um, architect of the Trent Richardson trade. Yeah, Ryan Grigson. Ryan Grigson. That's why architects yes. have a bad name. <laughs> Basically because of the Trent Richardson trade. I mean, I'm Ryan, Ryan Grigson, architect of this roster with one good player. His name's Andrew Luck. I'm, I'm Ryan Grigson, architect MD. <laughs> My heroes are Jim Ursay <laughs> and Big Bird. <laughs> Trent Richardson, run fast. He good. I take Trent Richardson. <laughs> Trent Richardson was already a proven bad NFL player when they traded for him. Do you understand how stupid that was? Like, yeah, look, every team's done dumb stuff. The Texans have done a bunch of stuff. Look, Trent Richardson was already known to be bad in the NFL. Yeah. And Ryan Grigson was like, oh, I don't know, he ran at Alabama. <laughs> he was GM of the year. Me, me want, such a stupid me want so Trent Richardson. <laughs> you so want dumb. first round pick? Me want Trent Richardson. Cookie. I'm so sick of the NFL. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, all right. That's the worst. These damn, these damn people are all just, they're just sucking in all this TV revenue. They're like four smart people in the NFL. They, yeah. they keep the TV money coming in, and then all these other clowns get to act like they know what they're doing. <laughs> uh, Architect. Just a big old gamble, man. Just throw one of those 
Dungeons and Dragons dice at the at the whole scenario. Make your decisions that way. Decided die. My God, Trent Richardson was rushing for like two yards of carry in Cleveland. Hey, we're gonna change him, Seth. Yeah, but gonna, yeah, just imagine he could run for three yards of carry if we if we get some good blocking in front you, of him. But if you put him behind that offensive line in Indianapolis, what could he do? Oh, you mean the offensive line that was getting Andrew Luck murdered? Yeah, think what he do. What Trent Richardson do? <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna, Dude. I don't want to be I don't want to be too misleading here. Yeah. Let's uh, let's fact check me. 2012 in Cleveland. Yeah, what did he do? What did he do? Uh, he rushed for. 950 yards. He averaged 3.6 yards per attempt. Ooh, robust. Those are David Johnson-esque numbers right there. That's oh my pretty gosh. sporty. He, he ended up getting traded to Indianapolis, where uh, finally, behind when he got some help, he was rushed for um, he rushed for 2.9 yards Jeez, per carry. Jeez, what a horrible uh, trade. It, it, for the second half of 2013, and then 3.3 yards per carry in 2014. Yep, pretty solid. Pretty solid yeah. right there. All right, Architect MD. You can take the rest of the show off, Seth. You're not going to do any better than that. Architect MD is the best. Uh, last reason, this is a quick one because I know we're up against it. Inbreeding, as always. Oh, God. Number yeah. one, inbreeding. Just Five reasons I hate you. Yeah. Out in the streets, inbreeding. Yep. Half the time, Bobby Knight would kick one of those squirrels who would interrupt the lovemaking session between a, a, between a, a, a couple of Indiana students out <laughs> on a carpet. With a picnic lunch laid out while they were right. having a family reunion slash romantic interlude. <laughs> and yeah. uh, it was a real mood breaker. It was a real deal. But it was a real, uh, a real splotching up of the genealogy chart there. <laughs> I just realized um, in a segment. But then they would cook the squirrel up and eat it for lunch. Right, right. It all comes back around. <laughs> Squirrels end up getting involved again. Um, yeah. I just realized in a segment where I made fun of Jim Irsay, not knowing how math works, that my counting of these different bullet points – I went number one, number two, number three, number two, number one. <laughs> I, I was counting up and counting down in the same segment. You were doing it all a pyramid. Yeah, I did a pyramid. That's how you, yeah. Five reasons yeah. I hate you pyramid style. Yes, that's right. It's a pyramid uh, scheme. Disclaimer. Yeah. Disclaimer. Um, oh, somebody points out that we did that with David Johnson. Oh, hell yeah. 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 So, yeah not bringing any news to us. Yeah, like that. <laughs> oh, you mean a deal I, that the worst general manager ever made? We compared that yeah. to a deal Ryan Gregson made. Okay. Yeah, wait a second. Let me reassess my feelings about the DeAndre Hopkins yeah. trade for a minute. Thanks, Are you texter. trying to tell me that was a bad trade? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. All right. Um, that trade was a squirrel humping a – never mind. Yep. Uh, there we go. Um, so that's five reasons I hate you right there, Indianapolis. Even though a lot of you are rooting for the Colts, I think it's still healthy to conjure up a decent amount of hate for the opponent, independent of the results of the game. All right, um, Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic, um, he revealed his Hall of Fame ballot. You're going to like it if you're a Houstonian for a couple of reasons. He also asks a really important question for the future of Astro potential Hall of Famers. We'll discuss that next. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. 
So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's a Miller Lite football Friday on Sports Radio 610. Here's Payne and Pendergast. All right, Ian Rappaport just retweeted this. Few people have retweeted it. Well, a few. Like 800 people have retweeted it by now. But it just got tweeted a few minutes ago by the Buffalo Bills. Jamar Hamlin FaceTimed into their team meeting this morning to talk oh. to talk to players and coaches what he said to the team. Love you, boys. And they have a heart emoji after that. Now, I wonder – now, this is – and again, I've, I've not seen all the little details of Jamar Hamlin's recovery over the last 24 hours. When the doctors met with the media yesterday, Seth – they said he was still intubated, that he still had the tube down his throat. Um, this tweet says he talked to, like literally the word talked and said. Those words are in here. So I wonder if this means that he's had the tube taken out, that he's able to communicate yeah, verbally, yeah. Now, which would be a big step. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, and definitely, you know what, I mean, they wouldn't do that if he wasn't, uh, I, I think, relatively sharp. Yeah. Yeah, you know they're not gonna they're not gonna make it some kind of a dicey situation or weird. He must have that's phenomenal um, news. Yeah, I would imagine be doing all right. Well, that's good, boy. Yep. Wow, that's really that's really really cool. Oh man, that is gonna be that in, <laughs> that that environment, dude. Okay, okay. So Sunday, the Bills host the Patriots. At some point, there's gonna be a video message from Demar Hamlin up on that oh board. Oh my god. Dude, that place is gonna pop. It is going to be insane. Yeah, 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, keep it. It is going to be insane. That's a place that's already insane when there's nothing like this going on. Like that's a that's a raucous and it's the Patriots. That's gonna be it's a raucous atmosphere to begin with. That place is gonna go ballistic. That that is gonna be just nuts. Oh my gosh. I'm a I've got chills just kind of thinking about it. That's really gonna be that's gonna be something else. Oh my god. That'll be really cool. So yeah, so Damar. If you if you're just tuning in, Demar Hamlin FaceTimed into the Bills team meeting today. Man, I can't I I can't imagine there was a dry eye in the room. Either you know if you're inclined to cry in situations like that, you cried. If you're inclined just to smile and get get goosebumps, you did that. Whatever the maximum, whatever your maximum emotional reaction is to something like that, I would imagine everybody's turned up to ten on that. That's really really cool news on Demar Hamlin. Crazy to think, man. Just four days ago, we were you know three days ago, right? I mean, we were talking about. We don't know if he's going to come out of this coma. It's wild. Um, Ken yeah. Rosenthal. Ken Rosenthal, the athletic, wrote a um, wrote a, a good piece uh, this week, a couple days ago, yesterday, about his Hall of Fame ballot. You have a lot of these uh, Hall of Fame voters are sending their, their ballots in for this year's class. You're allowed to vote for 10. He voted for six. You can vote for up to 10. He voted for Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. So you got two former Astros on there. I would say one former Astro that really, really feels like a former Astro and Billy Wagner. I think a lot of Astro fans are really hoping that Billy the Kid gets into the Hall of Fame this year. So Rosenthal voted for those six. He is not voting, at least right now, for Carlos Beltran specifically because of the being better than everybody else scandal and Carlos what? Beltran's role in it. His role in the scandal. Oh, uh, yeah. The mastermind. Um, boy, man, I'll tell you what. It's interesting because I, I think this this will this will end up being a talking point, at the very least, at some point when Jose Altuve is up for the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe by then there will be – you know, a lot of, you know, reckoning done and maybe it won't be that much of a talking point, but it will be a talking point if it's any kind of an issue for Beltron. And I think that the steroid era was one in which there are still guys who are being kept out because of the moral objections of guys on the squad or guys on the committee. Um, even though people have softened in general, when it comes to what one team did in one season in an era, and I'm not trying to make it seem, you know, better, or worse, anything else. Like, I'm not trying to be a moral relativist here or anything. But the environment of the times was that it was very loosely policed, the sign ceiling. Um, a lot of teams were doing it electronically. And it was all kind of nipped in the bud in the course of one year. And it doesn't look like it really affected anybody's stats all that much. Certainly not, certainly not Carlos Beltran's stats. No. You know, it, it certainly wasn't Carlos Beltran, uh, you know, <laughs> that, was the, that was the year that would have cemented his, his residency in the Hall of Fame. I'm going to be surprised if there are a lot of people that feel the same way as him. I don't think it's, uh, I, I, I don't think that that. Because Beltran's got the numbers. I mean, he's got yeah. the numbers to get in. He's, yeah. he's, hit some, he's hit some definite benchmarks. I think it's interesting with Rosenthal just to, to read this article, Seth, because he goes deep on a few topics. And the very last one is, what should we do with future Astros candidates for the Hall? And the four he brings up 
are probably the four faces of this era of Astros baseball offensively, at least in terms of everyday players, non-pitchers. Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, George Springer, Carlos Correa. That age of of Astros. You know, Jordana and Kyle Tucker obviously are moving forward, but that age, Altuve, Bregman, Springer, Correa. Now, my my gut feeling right now is I don't think you're going to have to worry about arguing a Springer Hall of Fame case. I think he's a really good player who's just not going to put the body of work together probably. He's older now. He's 33, I think. Correa, I'm on the fence about, even though he's, you know, if he gets this ankle thing figured out, teams are going to throw money at the guy. Bregman's an interesting one because he's he's actually, at the peak Bregman's been better than Springer or Correa at their peaks. That'll be, but Jose Altuve's the one. And I think that's the one most people are emotionally invested in for two reasons. He's the most popular Astro maybe in the history of the team. He's the one that has the best Hall of Fame resume of these guys. And he's the one out of these four guys that I think, by and large, everybody who's been associated with that scandal said he didn't do it. He didn't cheat. Yeah. yeah. So um, so that'll be, you know, watch. Rosenthal kind of lays it all out. Rosenthal lays out the biggest thing. He said, look, this isn't something we're going to need to worry about arguing for 10 more years. Kind of what you just said, Seth. Who the hell knows how we're all going to feel? There may be more teams that get exposed in a big way between now and the time Altuve is eligible for the Hall Right. Of well, and I think what happens more, too, is kind of like the way people speak loosely about spitballs and things like that when you get further on down the line. Um, I think maybe people after they retire will start to speak more loosely about this stuff. And, uh, and, and yeah, especially the part where Altuve and, – and, you know, the thing about Altuve is it's not even – it's not even the fact that he didn't do it. It's the fact that he – doesn't accept any chance to remove himself from it because he feels like that would be selfish. Like that's that's the part of it where I think ultimately I hope that it uh, ends up reflecting positively yes. on him. That he's just so unassuming when it comes to guys who are the best in their sport in any sport. I just you can't think of many guys that are quite like Altuve in having so little ego about it. You know, and just not, not, that's why it's such a, it's hard, man. It's just, you get, you spend so much time kind of getting angry and bristling about the booing and everything that like sometimes it's not until the off season where it it just makes me sad that there are cities that treat him like he's such a villain when he's just the exact opposite. Yeah. Like he's the exact opposite. No, It's just that, that part is really sad. Um, and it's uh, it's unfortunate, obviously. It's their problem, man. If you can't like that guy, I don't know what you. I, I mean, I don't know. Like I, I, we say all the time, boy, do we really know these guys? And we sit here and talk. This guy's a great guy. He's a great person. Do we really know these guys? We've been duped by some people here in this city before. I think athletically, Altuve is one where I feel pretty confident. Like, no, that guy's a legitimately great dude. He, he almost definitely doesn't punt squirrels the way Bobby Knight. I'm pretty sure. Used to like to. Yeah, pretty sure. According to some some place I heard. Yep. Know. Yep. He's amazing. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> he is amazing. It's amazing. He's not a squirrel punter. That's right. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's that's, go. That's a hey, everybody. That's a joke from a previous previous segment. segment. Bobby Knight. Yeah, there's no there's no stories about Bobby Knight punting squirrels or anything. No, no, not that it had been revealed at it, least. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me right. if it was, but he doesn't. He doesn't. It's not known. Use the rewind feature. We did five reasons I hate you for Indianapolis in the previous segment. Larry's in Stafford. I bet he hates Indianapolis and the Colts. What's going on, Larry? Oh, you know, I got a, a a whole bunch of hatred for the coach, and <laughs> and I hope they win this weekend. That's how much I hate them because I don't. I want their ass 
to make sure my boys get that number one pick. And I'm going to get on that real quick. But on your Altuve thing, uh, Sean and Seth, the thing about Altuve, Altuve, we know his story, the humbleness that he's always shown as, as a baseball player and as a damn good baseball player that's going to go down as one of the best second basemen to ever play that game. And the fact when you see those kind of guys that come from the dirt like that and they continue to still be the same people all the way through, that's why there's an appreciation for Altuve. And his honor and everything about that whole scandal, Seth, you said it. He's had multiple opportunities to, to, to detach himself from it, but he never has because he's the ultimate team player. And for him to go up there and do the kind of things that he's done for this organization and for this city, I don't care what nobody say about Altuve. You can't, he's on the Mount Rushmore athlete for me here in the eighth. And I don't care what anybody else think about it outside of that. But real quick, Seth, you said something earlier this week about how quarterbacks have to have a little pool shark or they have to be a hustler, right? Yeah. And I and, and I heard I heard that analogy, man, and I I tried to get in because that is exactly exactly what quarterbacks have to have. That that little mischievousness about them that you can't tell if these dudes are are, are legitimately just superheroes or they might be able to take all your money when you're chewing up that cue ball. Because let me tell you a quick story, and I'll make it fast. I used to have to hustle pool when I had to get free food in the lunchroom in, in college because I had run through my meal plan. I got two weighted cue sticks. And when I, when I used those pool sticks, I was trying to hustle as much as I can. But everybody knew that I was a good person, man, and that I can get out there and shoot a pool and I'll give everything that I have off my back to you also. And with the quarterback, with Bryce Young, that's exactly what he is. He is an assassin, and he's unassuming, but he's a legitimate quarterback. And for this weekend, Texas, just do what we need y'all to do because what I heard Brooks Cabina say this morning about that second pick, I almost pulled off the highway and came up to the station to find y'all and hug him because he meant everything that I've been talking about. We don't want the second. We want number one so we can control everything. And Thanks, Larry. Appreciate the phone call. Yeah, Brooks scared a few people, even though the mathematical basis, you know, the sample size of what Brooks – and for those who missed it before, Brooks Cabina went through a list of quarterbacks taken with the second overall pick in the draft, and it's uncanny how many of them taken with that selection for whatever reason – have resulted in coaches getting fired pretty quickly after that player was picked. Like the only one that stood out of the dozen or so that he recited that stood out as somebody who's even in the conversation for being a, a Hall of Famer is Donovan McNabb, who I don't think is a Hall, a Hall of Famer, but he was really, really good. Yeah. So, yeah, if you missed that, Brooks was on with us in the 7 o'clock hour. You can use the rewind feature on that as well. So, boy, Larry hoping for the Texans to lose. That's where we are right now because he is a – he is a card-carrying route for your team to win no matter what. So that's yeah. – you've pushed Larry and Stafford to the brink now. Uh, I have? No, no, you oh, – um, no, the Texans, Texans have. Oh, no, not okay. you, not you. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, no. I don't mean to be a brink pusher. I was pointing at NRG Stadium when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that uh, – yeah, I think that this, this last game has turned a lot of people where you feel like, okay, well, this is uh, – there's, there's also something about um, – I don't know. There's something appropriate about the fact that the Colts have always stumbled ass backwards into the perfect luck when they get yes. the number one overall pick. That it feels like somehow it would be just not even poetic justice. It would just be evening the score somehow if the Texans could actually stumble ass backwards into the number one overall pick and great. do it against the Colts. Against the Colts. I love that. Yeah. I love that. All right. Final segment coming up. We'll get 
John and Landry's thoughts on this. Final thoughts as we head into the weekend, including a huge game in the AFC South on Saturday. That is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's a Miller Lite Football Friday on Sports Radio 610. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, here's Payne and Pendergast. We'll talk to the fellas in just a few minutes. John Lopez, Landry Locker, see what they've got going on on their show. Um, several of you texting in. Several of you texting me on my phone as well. I appreciate that. Um, that uh, DeMar Hamlin indeed has had the breathing tube removed from his from his throat so he when when we mentioned in the previous segment that he facetimed into the bills team meeting today and he spoke to the players he talked to them he said this he said that literally he was saying those things he can he can communicate verbally now and he spoke to his teammates in a uh in a facetime so that's just that, that's just incredible when you think about where we were tuesday yeah. morning when we came in seth and, you know, honestly, um, a couple of people have made the point, which is that, you know, that it's always happens. And I get it where people say, well, hey, you know, how come people don't pay attention to uh, all the other people that end up in situations like this? And I, I, the, the simple fact of the matter is it's because it's the NFL and it's that's the way celebrity works and everything else. I do think that it's worth if um, if you're inclined to think that way or even if you're not, uh, it, it, it might be a good prod to go get CPR training. Um, like this is like the reason DeMar Hamlin is alive at all, because in that situation with it, if, if it was Commodio Cordis, 
the survival rate is extremely low if you go more than three minutes without CPR. And, and that's what saved his life. And that and adding defibrillators, um, you know, in, in public areas, that, that makes a big difference, too. So, uh, yeah, if you uh, just go get your – I was talking to Brandy about this. We got to get our – neither of us had our CPR – uh, uh, refresher training in a while. It's a so good idea. Do that. It's, it's a really good. Yeah, they idea. made it easier, by the way. Yeah. No more mouth to mouth. Yeah. That's what's keeping you away from it. And I'm not, like, I'm kind of like it's, it sounds like a joke, but it's true. Like, yeah, you're not. You don't have to be grossed out by mouth to mouth or anything. Yep. Just go get your CPR training. You'll feel like a good person for it. Danny Kellington is the name of the person who administered CPR in that moment right there. He got a lot of love yesterday. Um, on social media and around the league, um, that was that was pretty cool. I, I would imagine that the team of people who saved Demar Hamlin's life will probably get recognized, maybe at the Super Bowl, something like that. That tends to be yeah. what happens with things like this. So, I mean, good on that. That's what they do every day. I mean, I'm, th- I'm sure yeah. they're like, I don't need to be honored about anything. This is what we're supposed to do. It's our job. Yeah. Well, and then you know, like ambulance workers too. I mean, the, like the most All of the time them. when they're doing CPR, it's it's too late. Yep. Like it's just it's a it's a it's incredible how how powerful a tool it is. Yeah. Um. If you if you can get to people quickly enough, and uh, yeah. So it's uh, it it it's I man, Sean. I keep thinking about the fact that Demar Hamlin is a talking to his team. Yeah. And B is probably going to deliver another message to Bill's fans. Yeah. It's just going to be it's going to be one of the coolest moments uh, that we've seen in the NFL. It's really it's going to be really, really amazing. Has that game shot to the top of the list of games this weekend that if you if you had no dog in the fight in any of these games, because there's some games that that have serious meaning to them. I mean, I just mentioned one going into the break. I mean, the Titans and the Jags in terms of football meaning is a big game tomorrow night on Saturday night. You know, if the Jags win, it's kind of kind of a quasi passing of the torch in the AFC South. That game is for that game's for all the marbles in the AFC South in a spot in the postseason. Um, there's there's other games where you know win and you're in type games. You know, the Steelers if they beat the Browns, it keeps Mike Tomlin's streak of 500 and above seasons alive. Guys never finish below 500 if the Steelers win this game. There's other games that have serious meaning to them for seeding and things like that. Um, I have to imagine that this Bills-Patriots game shoots to the top of the list for just the average fan with no dog in the fight in any of these games, right? Yeah. At, least, and, um, at, least the, at least the festivities leading into the game, as you pointed out, Seth, you know, if there's a video or whatnot. And this, uh, and this game has, uh, like, without getting into all of the ramifications of this particular game bills versus patriots it is it is an important game for both teams it is um depending on you know exactly how they settle the seating later on the patriots at eight and eight are still very much eligible for the playoffs and the bills for uh for seating it'll be important yep absolutely um i guess the owners are going to vote today on um are going to vote on how to handle the postseason with the Bengals and the bills having played one fewer game than everybody else in the league. They're going to vote. They're going to vote on that um, today. So it sounds okay. like sounds like the leader in the clubhouse is neutral, possible neutral site AFC title games, depending on who's participating. If, if it were, um, if, if one team's played fewer games than the other team, you know, if it's yeah, Chiefs, yeah, Bengals, yeah. or Chiefs, uh, Chiefs, Bengals, or Chiefs, Bills, it'll be a neutral site. That'll be uh, that'll be a cool environment because okay, usually neutral site games in the NFL are the Super Bowl, uh, like and that's 
I mean, for for playoffs, especially, obviously, it's Super Bowl, and the Super Bowl is a corporate crowd, whereas this, um, and I would say, like, the foreign games, a lot of times, they end up being pretty one-sided. You know, Mexico City, when they played the, the Texans, uh, the Raiders played the Texans, that was a very Raiders-heavy crowd. This will probably be a pretty evenly split crowd uh, watching a playoff game if it ends up being a neutral site. That's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and I think the Bills probably, and we'll talk about this, John Lopez is in studio now. I mean, the Bills... They were already kind of an America's team sort of thing just because of all the playoff futility. Yeah. Through. Maybe not here in Houston so much because of 35 No, I think definitely here in Houston. Well, now, I'm saying, <laughs> but I mean historically. I, I, my guess is Houston has more of a pit in its gut about Buffalo oh, than, for sure. than empathy for Buffalo. But I think the DeMar Hamlin thing has probably, at least in the short term, changed a lot of people and has a lot of people really rooting for I Buffalo actually Bills. believe very strongly. I'm not just you know trying to, to wish it into existence. I think Houston and Indianapolis would be the two choices for the neutral site. Uh, AFC teams, certainly built-in NFL audience, uh, not in the playoffs. How weird and cool would that Centrally be? located. Centrally located. Yeah. Uh, Houston might even be the favorite with the airport, uh, you know, uh, uh, ease of, of getting in and out with the airport. I, I think uh, we'll talk about this, uh, but I am curious in, in y'all's thoughts. I, I think it's a real chance that uh, Houston could be – the place that'd be fun. Um, that, does that mean that Seth and I would get to do uh, a countdown AFC title game? You do the countdown pre and post pre presented by Modelo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not pre and post? <laughs> <laughs> shove, shove one of the get out of here, Chiefs people. Yeah, I like our pitch. We've got an airport. Yeah. <laughs> Two of them actually. <laughs> we got all kinds. Not of working. Hey, Where if we got a private plane. We got three. We got what they call redundancy when it comes. Yeah. No, to but airports. it is an easy airport to get in and out. We got airport redundancy. It is. Is it? We got. We have hotels. Bush is a nightmare right now. Well, right yeah, now. unless you're flying Southwest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I stand behind that. Right. right. Uh, <laughs> as long as none of them have to get picked up at passenger pickup. Yes. Down below, then things are fine. Yes. Yeah. And hotels. Yeah. And yeah. I really think Houston. We may be hearing that. That'd be fun. Yeah. We, you know what? Okay, the large city aspect of it does carry a little bit of weight because it's on short notice. It's not like, you know, there's there are a lot of smaller cities that might not have the hotel capacity right now. So I right. wouldn't be surprised if it does end up being Atlanta, Houston, you know, some someplace with uh, that can absorb all the because it's it like it has a neutral site where it's going to be 80,000 people from out of town coming into town. It has a roof. So, good yeah. weather. You're not going to put it in Chicago. No, no, you no. know, no, it'll be uh, indoors. I, I really think this is like, I don't, I don't know what the betting line would be, but yeah. I think it would be on the board. Do you do you like this solution that it looks like they're going to do here with this whole thing? I, I, I do, unless you're a fantasy football player and uh, you know don't, you, you turn your back on Landry Locker. That's okay. This group text that you had me on <laughs> earlier. I mean, you you're not expecting me to keep up with all this. No, God, the show. no, not during the show. I was on Seth. I, as I mentioned earlier in the show, <laughs> I, I got pulled into a group text. Landry Locker and Cody Stutes are in the championship round of their fantasy Commissioner football. Landry Locker. Commissioner Landry Locker. Which one has Jamar Chase on their team? No, no, it's uh, T. Higgins. T. Higgins, I'm sorry. Uh, I thought Cody. it was Jamar Chase. Cody uh, does? Yeah, Cody has him. Okay, so so theoretically Landry but he's not biased. has to make a determination he says he's not biased. as to what's fair in the championship yeah. game, yeah. and his opponent has a player so he called it. who played in a postponed <laughs> game. He called it. So Landry just said it's over, it's over. the champion. Hey, I'm the champ. Hey, it happens, man. It happens. <laughs> you know? I'm actually looking Guys get hurt. I'm actually looking up for Landry on this, and we will discuss. Okay. Uh, I, you, you, you don't want this to be your legacy. I can't wait to see. Am I part of the Blue Ribbon panel yeah, for you this? You are, okay. and we, I feel free to weigh in uh, okay. and bother us with text while we're doing our show. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, proportional response. I, I'm doing it for him. His legacy is at stake here. Landry's? Yeah. 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 
Oh, yeah. You can't go down as a scoundrel. No. By, by the way, speaking of T. Higgins, yeah. what is this? Was Bart Scott somehow blaming T. Higgins for this? I, I had heard uh, something to that effect. Yeah. yeah. So, because T. Higgins was the player that DeMar Hamlin was tackling. Right. Yeah. And, um, I, yeah, so Bart Scott, I, I saw something about it. Now that I see that, now I see Bills fans have been donating to T. Higgins' charity um, because it's BS. Well, like Bart Scott was somehow. Bart Scott, a guy like a, a defensive player, was somehow blaming T. Higgins. Yes, yes. Okay. It was. Yep, he was. Uh, what do you got going on, dude? Well, right out of the shoot, you want to listen uh, right at 10 a.m. Uh, we have just been uh, handed some evidence. I'm, I'm not, I'm not overhyping this, that there's a really good chance that the Texans will draft a quarterback with their first pick, that the, the Texans are telling us. Really? There's, I have some evidence that the Texans are telling us. Evidence. And you're not overselling I am this, not right? overselling okay. this. Okay, all right. You know me. I'm very understated. Oh, yeah. No, you're not a <laughs> carnival barker at all, John. You aren't a carnival barker. You're prone to hyperbole from time no, to I'm time. No, I'm serious. Okay. You'll, you'll, I'll sell you on it. Okay. Yeah. I can't wait. At <laughs> 10 a.m. Yeah. All right. Um, we look forward to that. In the Loop is up next. Seth, I'll see you 9 a.m. on Sunday for our final Texans countdown of the season. Antibodies to you. Antibodies to you and kids. We joke about it. Don't punt squirrels. Exactly. Thank you. That's Don't way, do it. That's how we close out the week here with that bit of advice and a PSA for the poor little squirrels. We're done. We're out of time. We'll see you uh, 9 a.m. for Texans countdown on Sunday or 6 a.m. on Monday if you so choose. Have a great weekend, everybody. I tried to make love to Jim Irsay. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 